Hey everyone, this is PM Sport Talk. I am Preston alongside my father, Mike. Today, we're going to be talking about the world of sports. Dad, how are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm ready to get going on some sports. You know, probably some NBA would be a good place to start. All right. Well, we heard what he wants to start with. Let's do it. Let's start with the NBA today. We got some playoff games today. We got at 3.30 p.m., Heat and Knicks. Later, we got Lakers-Warriors game three. Yeah, I'm really interested in that Lakers-Warriors game, uh, especially after the other night. Warriors came back to tie up the series, pretty much dominated the game. Really interested to see how the Lakers respond. Been kind of going on a you know one-game good, one-game bad stretch here throughout the playoffs. So if that's the case, they're due to have a good game, and they better have because I think if they were to lose tonight, I think they're done. Well, are, are you counting them out in three games if they lose? Yeah, I just have a feeling uh, they're, you know, Anthony Davis, LeBron, they're both a little bit older. That Warriors team knows how to win. Uh, they seem to get up for these games. And I, don't know, I just have that feeling that if the Lakers were to fall down two games to one, it might be a little bit too much to ask for them to get back in the series. They have Anthony Davis. I mean, yeah, their age, they're getting up there in age, but Anthony Davis... The other night, let's let's not let's not we count them out because Anthony Davis game one, 30 points over 20 rebounds. Yeah, but what did he do the other night though? Maybe they found a way to stop him that game, but the Grizzlies did the same thing in that series. I understand the Warriors are more experienced; they know how to win. But Anthony Davis is a player who knows how to work around these situations, and Darvin Ham is going to find a game plan for him tonight. I hope so because they really need him because he's the key to the series because LeBron played good the other night, but you can't expect LeBron to carry the team. He's just a little bit too old. You know, he wants to be more of a facilitator, set up set up Davis, set up the other guys. So Davis has to be the main guy. He's got he's to score 30-plus points and get you a, a ton of rebounds. Anthony Davis, he definitely needs to play good, but I don't see how he needs to drop 30 points. Like, they have shooters. They have Russell. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got a point there. Davis, he can drop a lot of points. I think the key factor for him is his defense. And another guard who has been playing good defense is uh, Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Yeah, Schroeder's been really good. Their whole bench has been good, actually. Roy Hachimara, he's been the key yeah, factor. He's been good. And um, I was going to say Vanderbilt, but I think Vanderbilt's starting now. But he's been really good defensively. And mm-hmm. But you can't have a night like you did the other night where Davis scored what he scored, 15 points. I don't know what he, 12, 15 points. He's basically a non-factor. Yeah. He's He's got to bring it this game. I, I see what you're saying. I, I do. I Davis definitely needs to be a factor. There's no questioning that. If Davis is a guy that is in a slump, I could see the Warriors taking this game, but they're gonna Lakers aren't going to stop fighting. They have something to prove, uh, especially after the horrible start to the season and then making the playoffs, getting out of the first round. Now they have a chance to beat the reigning NBA champions. That's why I think this game is key. They have, I mean, if they win this game, then you know I expect this series to probably go seven, at least six. But I just have that feeling. If they lose, Warriors are gonna they're gonna seize that moment and just take the series over. Well, we'll we'll see. Um, but I want to go to the earlier game, the Knicks and Heat. Can I just tell you? Sure, Jalen Brunson has been great. I mean, really great, but. Can I just tell you how big of a factor Josh Hart has been on the offensive oh, rebounding? Def- definitely, yeah. And defensively, if he plays good like he did in that Cavs series with all rebounding, I think the Knicks could be like unstoppable. Yeah, he's like the glue of that team. 
He's the scrapper. He's a hustler. Mm-hmm. He gets all yep. gets all the the loose balls. Um, he's all over the floor. You know, he's he, he, and plus he he's going to give you some points. Play great defense. Yeah, like you said, Brunson's Brunson's the main has been the main guy. But that Josh Hart there, you got to have guys like that on a team if you want to win. Yeah, Josh Hart. I many people won't agree with me, but like I think like he's the most important player to that team right now. Like Brunson. If you have him, he can score, but like you're not giving him those scoring opportunities as as much as he's getting yeah. if Hart doesn't get those rebounds. True. You gotta have guys like that. And they have a bunch of guys like that too. I mean, the center. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson and the and the Hoxenstein there. Both those guys are, are like that. They're hustlers, scrappers. They're not gonna give you a ton of points, but they're gonna get big rebounds, play some good defense. Julius Randle was big in uh, the Knicks win the other night. He had a good game. Uh, they're going to have to keep getting that from him. I mean, he's he's the him and Brunson are the scorers, and the other guys are you know are the role players. If they could duplicate that, what they did in game two, uh, they got a good shot because we don't know if Butler's playing today. Yeah, uh, Butler. He I saw a report. He is expected to play. Is he? He's still a game time decision though. Yeah, I saw something earlier that he wasn't sure, but you know. He's one of those guys that usually plays if he can. Yeah, that's that's what we love to see at NBA players. You know, they don't care if they're hurt. Like if they if they are good to play, good just just enough good to play, then they'll play. And that's why that's that's the type of NBA players I like to. Yeah, he's he's a different kind of guy. He's not like some of those guys that take nights off. If he's if he's any way he can play, he's going to be out there. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, and you cannot count out the Heat either out of the series. I think this is another series that could go to seven. Oh, I, I definitely. I I'd be really surprised if it doesn't. The Heat now. Uh, let's let's not forget they made history beating the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. I mean, do you know how difficult that is with so yeah, much pressure? Definitely. Everybody wrote them off. Everybody was like, "Ah, that's they're not. They have no chance." And I'm still hearing people say that that like. Eh, the Heat, they don't have that much of a chance. But, I mean, we gotta, don't forget, this team was the number one seed last year. So they have talent. I just think that they, you know, they just had a kind of a lackluster season. But they're putting it all together now when it counts. Yeah, uh, without a player that's also going to need to be a factor if the Heat want to stay in the series. So now they are playing without Tyler Hero, playing without Oladipo. They do have someone who's similar to Tyler Hero is, is Duncan Robinson. Yeah, he's been hitting some timely shots. You know, he's definitely getting a little bit more playing time now with Hero out. They're going to have to hope that he continues that if they're going to carry on. Because, I mean, you can't expect Butler to score 40-plus 40, 40 points every night. It's mm-hmm. just not, especially now that he's got a little bit of a bad ankle there. So if they're going to win, they're going to have to have a, a good supporting cast. Let's go to last night. First game of last night, Celtics and Sixers. And this is probably this is going to be the main story of the playoffs for um, the majority of this round. The Celtics and Sixers. The Sixers in Game 1, they took it off that Harden 3 over Horford. And these last two games have been the Celtics, and Harden has been nowhere to be found. Yeah, Harden is back to his old tricks of, you know, back in his Houston days where he just wants to dribble the ball for 20 seconds and then either shoot or pass. There's no flow. The last two games, you've noticed he has no points. He can't play that way anymore. He's got to be in in a flow with the team. This team is not doesn't want to play the way he played in Houston. I think that's going to be a big problem for them. Yeah, for, um, Joel Embiid and Harden. This is the take that I've been thinking about for a while. James Harden and Joel Embiid do not play good together at all. No, not at all. Um, 
James Harden, you saw how it went game one when Embiid was out on the sideline with that knee injury or whatever. Uh, James Harden, 45 points, game winner. And now that Embiid's back, those are two guys that want the ball all the time. They draw fouls and go to the line. James Harden, speaking of that, eight of his 16 points were at the free throw line last night, and he shot three for 16 or something like that. And well, that just can't happen. Well, if you notice during the game, game two, I think it was, Harden or um, Embiid is like yelling at Harden to go, go to the basket, go. Because Harden was just dribbling the ball. And I think Harden wants to defer to Embiid. So he's a little hesitant out there with Embiid. At least that's how it looks in the playoffs. Just like you said, uh, that's why he did so good game one when Embiid wasn't out there because he was the guy. It was his show to run. He was the main scorer. Go. Boom. Like you said, with Embiid back, they're, they're out of rhythm because Harden's deferring to Embiid instead of just trying to play his regular game. And Embiid is one of those guys that's not afraid to tell his teammates if he's they're not doing something that he likes. So, and then with him at yelling at Harden or you know, I just think yeah, this could all fall apart for them. Yeah, the Sixers are a team that can I, can do just good enough to make the playoffs, but then when they get into the playoffs, they can get past the first round. Let's take a look at this. Last year, first year of Harden-Embiid era, Harden-Embiid and the Sixers, they took on the Raptors, a young team that didn't have experience, and they won that game, that series, excuse me. And then let's look at this year. They play the Nets, a young team, inexperienced team in the playoffs they were uh, good enough to win that series let's move on to the next uh, series they play the heat last year Harden plays horrific even when it comes down to elimination games he move on to the Eastern Conference Finals and it's looking like it's going to repeat for the Celtics it's the same thing over again they can't beat that upper echelon team Mm -hmm. like you said they're just not quite good enough and I mean that's why I was a little miffed when I hear these people talking about oh 76ers, they got a good shot. No, they don't. Not with James Harden. James Harden is done. I mean, he's just not the player he used to be. It's not going to work. They're not going to get any farther. They're going to keep finishing, you know, fourth or fifth in the East, make the playoffs, like you said, and then when they have to play in the second round, they're going to lose. And that's what's going to happen again. They're probably going to lose in five, maybe six games to the Celtics because the Celtics are just a better team. They have young players that are good. They have a deep bench. Philadelphia doesn't have that, so they're just not – Good enough. Yeah, the Celtics right now uh, are just the better team. There's no questioning that. And it seems like, uh, adding on to my point, the Sixers, they can get past these young and experienced teams, but like when they get to somebody that is a— when they get to the talented, the experienced teams, they don't stand a chance. And this has been the same story for the past— Five, six years now. Yeah, it's just going to keep continuing until they to get somebody else in there besides James Harden. They're going to have to try to get somebody in free agency. I don't know who's going to be available that's of a high-caliber player, but mm-hmm. whenever somebody is available, they're going to have to get get them in there because they're just going to waste Embiid. Uh, who knows how many years he has because he's not he's always hurt. So you you need a top echelon player in there they just to go with him, and they just don't have it. Yep, Embiid is the guy. He's the guy to build around for the Sixers, and you're giving him James Harden. That's it. That can't work. It you got it, and they have Tyrese Maxey, and he's good. I mean, I'd be comfortable getting rid of Harden and keeping Maxey. Oh, yeah, yeah, maybe they will. I mean, Harden's not one guy to stay in the same place for very long anyway. So, yep, I wouldn't be shocked if he asked to get out of there, and maybe they trade him to somebody and 
get some young people, maybe maybe get some talent. They got to do something because it's not going to work for them. Well, Dad, we're going to switch gears here. We're going to move on to the NHL because the NHL, and speaking of the playoffs, is really shocking this year. Oh, you know it is because my team is out. The historic season for the Boston Bruins ended Sunday night. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah, that was a pretty tough one to take. I kind of saw it coming. I know last week one of my predictions was they were going to win, but obviously that was wrong, speaking with my heart on that one. Um, yeah, they just they came back in the game, took a 3-2 lead, and then they lost in overtime, and that was the end of the series. Another President's Tro- Cup trophy winner out. And that's the first place team in the NHL in the regular season. And they're out in the first round. It keeps happening over and over again. And also, Avalanche lost in the next game right after that. They lost. The defending cup champs, they're out too. So the NHL playoffs have been pretty wacky. I want to give my flowers. I know you don't, but I want to give my flowers to the Florida Panthers. You know, they stormed into Boston game seven as a eighth seed. No one expected them there. Florida is that team that barely snuck into the playoffs, and they are kind of just that why not us team, and they beat the historic number one seed, Boston Bruins. They just wanted it more. You could see it on the ice. They were the better team throughout the last three games of the series. Boston built up that three games to one. And then right after that, the Panthers just said, you know, there's no pressure on them. They just went out and played, and they played really well, and they were the better team in all those games. It's really heartbreaking as a fan of the Bruins. But you do have to give your credit to the Panthers. They really they really put it to them. They were the better skating team. They were the more aggressive team. Their goaltender was better. Everything about them, you can see it now that they're in the next round because they're leading that, that series too. So yeah, I think they found something. Let's go Let's go to that. Florida right now has a 2-0 lead over Toronto, and Toronto's that team right now that people are expecting to go to the Cup now that the Bruins are out, the Lightning are out, and it's just like these are just playoffs you cannot predict right now. Not at all. You know, some people are saying, oh, this might be the Leafs here. They finally won the first-round series, the first one they've won in years. They're like, oh, great. And now they don't have, they didn't have to play Boston because they got knocked out. Who, you know, Boston was always their big rival, and Toronto had a hard time beating them. So now that Boston was out, they're going to have to play Florida. So everybody's like, oh, maybe the Leafs, maybe this is their year. And now, now they're down two games to none. So unless they really do something special, it looks like Florida's going to win that series too. Yeah, and I want to move on to a series, the Oilers and Golden Knights. It's going to be, this one has a chance to be a great series, even though the Golden Knights are the number one seed, and they won game one with six goals to four. Connor yeah, was, McDavid, they have the best, in my opinion, the best player in the NHL, the Oilers, and Connor McDavid. They might have the best two players because Leon Dreisaitl is leading the, the playoffs in scoring, and he was second in the league, I believe, second or third in the league, right behind McDavid this year. So they got two of the top five best players in the league. The Oilers are just a team. I don't know. This is this is going to be a great series. I just think this series could be going to seven. I could be dead wrong. It could be a no. I think you're right on with that. Oilers in five or something. I mean, excuse me, Golden Knights in five. But I think it's going to go to seven. Yeah, and it's got seven written all over it. These games are exciting to watch too. I always love watching the Western Conference where Edmonton and Vegas are. Those they play a different style of play than like the teams in the East. Teams in the East play a lot more defensive. A lot of checking. Those teams in the West, they really go up and down the ice a lot. There's a lot of shootouts. Like I said, it was 6-4 the other night. 
they're very exciting games to watch. So yeah, if, if there's a series in the second round that I would watch, that's the one I would watch. That's the same for me. And uh, the Kraken, the expansion team, their second year in the NHL, they're in the second round right now. Yeah, that was crazy. I didn't I didn't realize they were that good. Kind of snuck up on us. Um, Vegas was an expansion team too a few years ago. And if you remember, they they did real well right out of the gate too. Oh, for, yeah, really well. They went to the Stanley Cup, but if it weren't for Alex Ovechkin, they probably would have won. But Ovechkin just... Yeah, that's... Yeah, he was great that year. Nobody's going to stop him. It's crazy how these expansion teams are winning in their first or second year. So Seattle, uh, I believe that series is tied at one with Dallas. We'll see what happens. That could be anyone's That could be anyone's series right there. That series can go either way. The Vegas-Edmonton series can go either way. Carolina's going to dominate uh, their series. I would expect that maybe four straight, five at the most. And I think that, unfortunately, the floor is going to beat Toronto probably in five or six. Well, Dad, it's time to transition into the plays of the week. Starting off with number one, Jordan Poole takes a shot from really deep, and it doesn't go in. That was for the tie. Oh, that was uh, unexpected. You expect Stefan Curry to take that, and Poole took it. I don't think uh, the fans are too happy with that one. Uh, Moving on to, unfortunately, uh, Carter Verhage in the corner. He takes a shot through the screen, scores. Yeah, I, that's a shot that I wasn't sure if it even went in. But when I heard the commentators go, it, it's a goal, I didn't even, I thought we didn't go in. But Florida Panthers win the series and get the best of Jeremy Swayman. And our final play of the week comes from game one of the Celtics Sixers. James Harden step back on Al Horford and it goes in for the win. What a dagger. Uh, Harden, that was old Harden, vintage Harden. Throws it in there and upsets the Celtics in game one. It's a shame that we're just about out of time. I wanted to continue, but any predictions heading into this week? Yeah, I've got um, I got the Lakers winning tonight. I don't have them winning the series, but I got them winning tonight, and then Golden State winning the series. I have the Lakers winning as well, and I have the Knicks winning tonight, or this afternoon, against the Heat. Uh, I think I agree with you on that one. I think the Heat might still win the series, though. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time, but if you are interested in reaching out to us, you can reach us at pmsporttalk at gmail.com. Email us what you want to hear about, uh, any sports, any plays that you want us to talk about, and we'll do it for you. And also, we have a Spotify up right now. We have a YouTube coming soon, and we will be having a website coming soon where you can learn more about us and the stats you hear about in this podcast. That is it, everyone. Have a good weekend and week, and we will see you later. So long.